All right, let's get started. Uh, Pat is not here this weekend, as you guys can obviously tell. He asked me to do the introduction. I'll try to mimic him as best I can. Uh, we'll get started in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lord, be with us today as we study, we renew our study of your sacraments. Uh, open our hearts and our minds to, to what it is that you would have us learn today, that we can take it into our lives into our homes and into our communities so that we may be examples and shine the light of your love that you have for us as evidence in your son Jesus Christ whose life, death, and resurrection has restored our union with you. May we be united together and spread your love in, in the world. Amen. 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 May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we're sacraments of we are the Borromeo brothers, men on pilgrimage to grow in love of God and love of each other. Which uh, means we're moving. Um, so we're studying the sacraments. Uh, something that hasn't been brought up yet is the sort of the three categories of sacraments. Right now we're still in the sacraments of initiation, uh, baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist or the, the, the Lord's Supper. The sacraments of healing, uh, reconciliation, and anointing of the sick. And then we have the sacraments of service, which are orders and matrimony. So we're making our way through, so we're still in initiation. Um, Pat asked me to share something that I said last week to him what, during the conversation over coffee. Uh, one thing that's... Uh, get my Bible. So I, as you guys know, I pray the rosary a lot. And one thing I noticed is the reactions that people have to Jesus kind of vary. And if uh, you have your Bibles with you, I'm in Mark uh, 15, verse 31. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes mocked him among themselves and said, He saved others. He could not save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. I wonder how often I have that attitude. Uh, God, you know, meet my expectations. Do this thing, then my faith in you will grow. Um, show me something so that I know you're there. Answer this prayer so that I know that you love me or whatever. There's this disposition of uh, a desire to have God do something in a way that I want him to so that my faith in him can grow. And he doesn't respond well to that usually. Like people who demand a miracle or show us a sign, then we'll believe. He doesn't perform those miracles. He doesn't perform them on demand. Uh, he'll, when someone asks in faith, he will. But when someone asks so that they may have faith, he tends not to respond to that. Uh, and I think it's easy to kind of get a dull attitude towards the sacraments. Um, we live in an, oh, show me something extraordinary so that I know that you're there. When, like, sometimes I have that disposition. But as I've gotten older, I've learned, no, like, he's in the Mass every week, every day. God's chosen how to be present with us. God's chosen how to give his spirit to us. And it's in the sacraments. We don't get to, like, yes, there are extraordinary events that happen in the life of the faithful. But let's not dull our senses to the extraordinary nature of the sacraments themselves. As humans, as men, it's easy for us to get dull, to get accustomed to those things that are routine, 
or those things that are part and parcel of our lives. And I think it's important as we go through the sacraments and these studies to be open to learning something new about them, to deepen them. This isn't CCD. We're not children. Um, we're not going, this isn't religious education. This is, you know, we're men trying to, to grow. So as we go through these sacraments, these things that we're familiar with, these things that we've studied, these things that we know about, I know for me, I'm trying to, you know, open and, and, and deepen so that I, I appreciate these things more and have a, a deeper faith and a deeper confidence in God's presence in my life and God's presence in the church. The church isn't perfect. However, it's God's church. His spirit works within the church and the way that it works is through the sacraments. And God is present to us here among each other and in his sacraments. And that's not something that we get to say, but it's something that it, it's he's determined how he desires to be present with us. And it's in the sacraments. So uh, Francisco is going to lead us today in confirmation. Uh, that's my reflection. God decides how he manifests himself to us. We don't. Uh, and it's in the sacraments. So these are beautiful things that are extraordinary that we should value and cherish and not grow dull in our participation in them. So with that, I'll hand it over to Francisco. I can tell that the Holy Spirit is already working because everybody's clapping. I haven't even said a word. That's, <laughs> that's a good thing. Encouragement. Encouragement. That's right. Encouragement. That's right. Exactly. So, truth be told, I just found out coming in this morning, I saw another brother of mine, he was over here studying, and I gave him a hug, so we started to talk, and I think we were trying to figure out who was going to do the talk today. It's you. And it's me. <laughs> I think Doug saved, saved, saved both of us, right? Doug's like, wait a minute, Francisco, you're doing it today, right? Um, so... Um, my intent today was really not to make this, you know, like a lecture, make this, not a lecture, but make this like a lesson, right? I mean, we, I think we've all kind of been through confirmation we, with a little bit of an understanding. So, so really, it's a matter of just wanted to share some things about what I found, talk a little bit about what the catechism talks about, um, you know, confirmation, but really didn't want to get to more of the deepening. And I, I love the way Doug kind of teed it up. It's about really truly understanding what confirmation is and, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit and, you know, what does that really truly mean? And what are the instances that we do see the Holy Spirit within our own lives? And, you know, how do we sometimes don't even realize that he is there with us? And we sometimes may chalk it up to being coincidence, but I truly believe that nothing is a coincidence. There is a master plan. And so, you know, as I was thinking about confirmation, that's kind of like what I, w I wanted to bring at least to light with you guys. And, you know, I chose three different passages because I think these three spoke to me. Um, when I received the text that Pat said, hey, I think it would be great for you to talk about confirmation. I think it's one of those things, again, that maybe he was listening to a little bit of a rough time that I was having uh, at that moment, you know, both personally and professionally. You know, and you know, you got got those struggles, and then it's like, hey, you need to do this talk, and it's like, no, no, you really do need to do this talk. And so uh, I think it just helped me understand truly what this is all about. 
So I thought about, you know, um, as I was going through confirmation, you know, some of the anointment and the key key words that came out during that ceremony. Some of us, we probably did it uh, just the other day. Um, but some, for some of the more mature guys, it's been probably a couple couple years, right? But, you know, you hear the words, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we all respond, amen. amen. Peace be with you. And we respond, and with your spirit. You know, and to me, those words just resonated. I mean, simple words like that, where we always hear them when they say, peace be with you, and we just respond with, and with your spirit. But I think it, it really truly speaks about what is confirmation. It be, it's beyond that flesh mindset that we've talked about here as Bo Romero brothers. It really speaks, excuse me, it really speaks about, you know, really having that spiritual mindset and really looking in into the beauty of the spirit working within within you and how we see each other. And so and at the age of where I'm at and thinking about that confirmation, that's the way I kind of saw those words. It's that I'm able to be able to see that spirit that, that is within you and that you have received. <clears throat> so as I'm looking through some of the things, you know, the catechism kind of brings it brings it to light. I, I think Doug teed it up as well, too, that, you know, baptism, the Eucharist and the sacrament of confirmation together constitute the sacraments of Christian initiation. This is this is our right, if you will. This is our our entrance, right? This is like our membership card, you know. And confirmation shows that we have grown in maturity. Um, in some instances, before you know, the first three they were all done at the same time. Um, but then I think it's the West, right? I think if I remember correctly, what the Catechism had said, I think some of the Western traditions they had done it a little bit later, right? So when you were seven, eight. Uh, eight years old, because that was when they thought that you were mature enough to be able to, to receive uh, the confirmation. Um, so I thought that was that was interesting. Um, I know some of my family members, they didn't get confirmed until they were 14 or 15 years old. It took them a little bit longer, you know, but, you know, that was, again, that was the, the a signal of, of that maturity. Um, I don't want to say that it's like a sweet 16, but it, it Kind of, kind of feels like that a little bit, right? It's a, it's a coming of age as us, uh, as Christians within, within the, uh, within the church. So that's what the catechism, and I thought that was, uh, that was very well said. Um, you know, it is confirmation gives us the grace to be strong witnesses to our faith. It is the, it is a one-time only sacrament, one-time only sacrament that leaves an indelible mark. The delimal mark where we receive the oil, right? We we receive that anointment. That's the, that's that one mark that we can always just remember. I'm sure we can all close our eyes and remember when we were standing there and we received the uh, the anointment of that oil, um, and then you know the the slap of the bishop. It was really just more of a a love tap. At least that's that's the way we received it. You know, um, you know, had a little touch on the side. Um, but you know that's those are just marks that you would always be able to to go back and and uh, and look at and receive. So I thought that was very um, very key as I was reading through what the catechism was talking about when it came to uh, confirmation. Um, Britt, any any thought? I mean, I don't, did you want to add anything to like the very beginning that I was just saying here, or anything else maybe? No, I think you're on a great roll. All right, all right, all right. I didn't want to leave you out, you know. No, I, I know you did some studying too, so. Um, 
me see. There were a couple other things also. We talked about, about um, you know, confirmation as being the, the, the sacrament of maturity. Um, maturity not only is about our spiritual maturity, but it's also setting us up as being soldiers, right? Being soldiers of, of our own faith. And it's almost like a, it's a sign, you know, like a mark. Um, the catechism said, and I, let me see if I can pull this out, because I thought it was, it was really great how, um, how it kind of lays out. It says, um, and this is in the catechism, this is Article 2, 1295. I'm getting dug here so that, you know. It says, um, by this anointing, the, confer- the confirmant receives the mark. The seal of the Holy Spirit. A seal is a, is a symbol of a person, a sign of a personal authority or ownership of an object. Ownership of an object. Hence, soldiers were marked with their leader's seal and slaves with their masters. I paused there for a moment and I thought about that. And it said, soldiers are marked with their leader's seal. You know, that's... Right? That's the, the seal that we're receiving. We are now a soldier. And so now we are then the ones that are able to carry out what our leaders would like for us to carry out. So I just, I like that how it, you know, it, it brought that analogy to, you know, what it is to, when soldiers are being anointed by their leaders. So again, we talked about, um, I've been talking about, you know, just the, those marks of um, confirmation. We talked about a little. I talked a little bit about the charism oil. Um, again, that's very symbolic to to the actual sacrament itself. Um, so that was something also. It's blessed by the bishop. There's a mass. Um, they actually do the anointment of the oil. They bless the oils, and then those are the ones that are being done then for confirmation. So what what does that mean? What does confirmation mean to all of us? And I think as we look through the passages, and I'll get to the passages here shortly, you know, I think it's a matter of really truly understand what it means to all of us now that we have received it, and now that we've grown and matured in our in our own passage and our own um, in our own steps and our own spiritual maturity. You know, what does it mean to you guys, and what does it mean uh, to the others when they do ask you that? Um, I'm sure that many of us have been asked, what does that really truly mean? And, you know, sometimes uh, explaining that to somebody, they really, truly don't un- understand what that is. And so that, that's also another key thing. Being, com- being confirmed in the church means accepting responsibility for your faith and destiny. Adulthood, even young adulthood, means that you must do what's right on your own, not for the recognition or reward, but merely because it's the right thing to do. In the eyes of the church, you now have become an adult. So I want to bring up the three passages that I chose. Um, And one last thing before I do go to the passages. Um, I was talking a little bit about this earlier in the week with my wife. And, you know, she was um, she was kind of figuring out, you know, why is it I'm doing all of a sudden this study around the, the confirmation? She's like, well, I thought you guys, you know, you guys should already know what confirmation was. And I said, yeah, we, we do. You know, we, we all do. It's not that we don't know, you know. Um, I defended you guys. I defended you guys, you know. 
Um, but it was it was interesting, you know, just having the conversation with her, and um, she reminded me of a gift that she she gave me, and what she had given me is a manual for spiritual warfare. Um, it was a gift that she gave me about two years ago, and you know, it's one of those things that you start to read, and then you kind of put it to the side, and then you never picked it up again. But I don't know, if, I don't know, for some strange reason, I started to pick it up again these these last two months, and I started to read through it. And, you know, as I'm studying about what confirmation was, uh, it brought me back to this. And it was it was very fascinating how I was able to make that connection. And, you know, at least I was able now to really, truly uh, deepen my understanding of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, a, a piece of me says it's a little bit of that spiritual warfare. You know, it, it kind of does uh, help us build our in our, our inside armor, our, our inside defenses against all evil. So. Um, it was it was just a very uh, great uh, great moment to know that I was able to go back to something that she had given me previously. So, all right. So with that, I handed out the the three passages. Um, the one I wanted to share was probably the top one, um, which is John twenty nineteen to twenty three. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> On the eve of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together. With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven.